Hey guys, welcome back to Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Kirk Smith, and my co-host and buddy in his own studio. Oh yeah, I'm in. Well, I'm in. It's, I'm in my studio. Yes, the uh, my home office. I guess we could we call that a studio. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to be here. I'm, uh, I've been traveling a lot. I'm back in New York. Graham K. <laughs> oh, yeah. Graham K. Hey. I thought you might say your name. <laughs> Don't you normally say it? I can't remember. We haven't done this in a couple of weeks. Um, we haven't. We've been busy. Busy little bears. Busy little bears. Yeah, yeah. No. So back back here, doing pretty good. Um, traveling every weekend. So tired. I backlogged a year of work because of COVID and half a year so. Just, just really tired. Girlfriend misses me. Um, I miss her, obviously. And, but I'm excited to get back into a routine. Do my favorite podcast in the whole world. My, our little, little fun, little side project that is growing and growing and growing. Still, somehow, it keeps chugging along. And I'm I'm so proud of this. I we got I got a, a nice we message. Keep making progress, and in fact, it uh, kind of leads us into. Oh, yeah. sorry, cut off. Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. It does lead in. I was rambling, and you were right to cut me off uh, to get to the point. But I was saying that uh, I got a really nice message um, from someone on Twitter, and uh, it really, you know, these these kind of things they really sort of they help. Do you know what I mean? He, this is a um, boost to get you going through the day. Yeah, somebody wrote, "Hey Graham, I was at your six thirty six thirty show last night um, in Utah. I didn't get a chance to thank you personally for doing the uh, the autistic show with Kirk, so I thought I'd drop you a line and let you know how much I appreciate your episodes as the father of a five year old autistic son. You guys bring Mm, uh, you guys bring much needed levity to people who are facing difficult situations all day. Also, you handled the cell phone interruptions from the front row beautifully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you get, somebody called in during a recording. Is that what happened? I love it. Yeah, no, some, somebody just was, uh, you know, some lady did not know, understand how to operate her cell phone, even though she's had it for 20 years. So had one for 20 years. <laughs> What what is it about hitting a certain age where you just nothing yeah you just don't get it anymore? I, I'm scared. I'm scared. I think you just check out. Doesn't matter. I'm, s- I'm scared for you, Kirk. You're so close. <laughs> I'm on the cusp. I'm on the cusp. Yeah, on the very edge. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that was a really. It, I just love uh, that stuff. Really does help, um, and I appreciate the notes. Um, but yes, it. Uh, we we are we do we are we have our, this this podcast is growing and there is potential. It's not a done deal yet, but there is a potential that we could have a documentary film made uh, about our little podcast and about us. And um, I, I it was pitched to us, and I think it's a really good idea. And I'm excited about. It. I'm not going to tell you guys too much about who's involved yet. Um, but we will when when uh, when we get further along in the project. You know, it's like you don't want to tell somebody you're pregnant until the third month. But uh, we're in like the second month, so um, the second day. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we're very we're excited about what's coming coming down the pike. You know. Yeah, 
How about you? How you doing? Good, but uh, you're kind of burying, burying the lead. I thought you were going to give a little discussion about how Pete, Pete reacted to it. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot. Sorry. Um, I'm, my brain is <laughs> full of holes, as my girlfriend likes to say. And, yeah, so, I, you know, we're trying to, like, figure out um, – but like the, one of the producers was like, okay, let me get a JJ would be involved and Pete and would Peter, be Peter would yeah. be involved. Yeah. So yeah, w- want to get like a little, like, you know, um, zoom conference call with Peter. There's the producer I wanted to get a gauge of the, if, if he has any ideas or, um, what his thoughts are on the whole thing and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I don't know if he's going to under- really understand, you know, cause Peter can present if, pretty well if you only talk to him for like two minutes one minute but then when you you really start to talk to him you understand how you know what uh what level of of uh, autism he has and it's a, it's, it's a little mm. little further on the spectrum than i think people really um think so anyway he did not understand well, what I, I do a bit about how you can't usually tell people are autistic just by looking at them and it's because sometimes it's confusing often clothes are an indicator but if you don't see the clothes and you don't see the and he just he's just quiet and you look at him it's not you know with yeah. down syndrome there's some really obvious little little tricks and tips and you can oh that that's you know that's a specific look but autism is not necessarily presented like that yeah so yeah. continue yeah so um you know we uh um i, I was like trying to tell him what a documentary is he didn't understand because we're like well you know you're gonna be in a movie it's a documentary movie and he was like i don't want to be in a a movie i i'll have to learn how to like ride a horse or shoot a gun and it just seems too much (laughs) (laughs) he thought he was going to be in an action movie and not only did he think he was going to be an action movie he did not want to be an action movie star it seemed like too much work (laughs) it would take him away from his apartment he was like, ah, it's going to be like, you know, I don't want to be in a movie like uh, Back to the Future 3 and I'll have to learn how to ride a house and be like a cowboy and that ride, ride a horse and I'll be like a cowboy. And it just seems like a lot of, like, too much. <laughs> it's a very I humble. like the idea, like, he, we're, yeah, we're offering him to be Tom Cruise. You don't be Tom Cruise and learn how to parachute or something? <laughs> no, I got to leave my apartment and my fish. Um, I don't think uh, I can leave my fish and my my apartment. There, Peter has, is but I think pretty he, sure. I think, go ahead. Peter's pretty sure the world is conspiring against him to take away his apartment. And if he leaves it for more than one night, <laughs> someone will swoop in. It'll just be a family living there. It's ours now. So he doesn't like to leave it. Shouldn't have become an action star. It's on yeah, you, you sh- buddy. <laughs> you shouldn't have become a Hollywood action star. <laughs> That's what you get for learning karate. Yeah. Becoming an <laughs> ultimate fighter. So funny. I laughed so hard. A sweet boy, sweet man. He's such a uh, sweet. He's a sweet boy. He's a sweet man. And he was. We told him that, um, unre- sort of unrelated. It might. This might hurt his action star uh, qualifications or future. But he has been gaining weight again. We think he's drinking a little. You know, m- more beer. Nothing like crazy. He's not getting drunk every night. But he's having like a oh, couple maybe beers. Maybe he's a every Hollywood day. star. I think he's right. Yeah. He could be the next Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> so he's he's gaining weight, and my parents were like, "You're ga- you're gaining weight a little bit." And then he called them fat, <laughs> and, and then they were like, well, we're working on it, too, and so you need to, to do it also. And so what he did today is he 
Um, he has like a thing on his fridge where he he go he he goes on his his scale and he writes down his weight. He keeps a log. He was told to keep a log of his weight. And uh, the it. top row is like you know two thirty eight, two thirty nine, two thirty seven. You know, written in pencil. In like a very jaggedy like, you know, uh, like note pencil. He's writing. Yeah, and then the the row underneath it, which he started yesterday, has five me- five weights on it, and they're all like one ninety two, one ninety, one ninety five, one ninety seven, one ninety three. He just lied <laughs> and wrote like five of them. <laughs> See, I lost the weight because he because he said he went to the gym once. Well, he went to the, he went over the weekend twice, so he he thought and he's like, oh, I lost forty five pounds. And so he's trying to just trick us. You, he has all the inklings to be a Hollywood person. Yes, these so crash diets like for the role. He, he, he yeah. crash diets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ignores the rules. He could be a I'm real like, Hollywood star. <laughs> you and he, his version of working out is speed walking on the treadmill for twenty two minutes, and doing the bench press at forty pounds. The for, bench press machine, forty pounds, and two sets of ten. And he's like, I lost, f- <laughs> I lost forty five pounds, <laughs> two days. I, 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 you know what I do think we're kind of getting off subject, but well, no, this is off subject. But I think what he needs to do is whatever they call that when you do your own body weight. If you could just get him to do three sets of push ups of ten or something, he'd get more out of that. Push ups and squats. I know. I told him. I said. Weight. Yeah. I said. I said, man, you got to go up to eighty. Do like. Three sets yeah, of 20. His 40 is not going to help him. He's too tall. He's like over six foot, right? Six he's, foot tall or something. Julia was shocked at how surprised how tall he was. He was He's like 6'2". He's 6'2", 240. He's a giant yes. man. <laughs> a, yeah, so he needs to do push-ups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's bigger than um, me. I'm only like 6'2", 210. <laughs> yeah. No. He'd be a problem. That's funny. Um, you know, he could, he'd be a good offensive lineman. Get those hands up, just slapping at me. I couldn't get by him. No, no, no way. Yeah, no way. You just tell him his He-Man, his Spider-Man giant figurines. Men. Yeah, how's JJ? Uh, speaking of giant men, uh, JJ is uh, he JJ had an aide who Sweden is funny because they have giant people. They'll have you know a, a lady named Helga or something who's a legit six foot and a, you know two hundred pounds, and then they'll have little people too. So he had an aide that was like five nothing. I don't know, but five two maybe. Mm. Little blonde lady, and she was um, and a little fitness person. So she's a hundred, you know, buck buck ten maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, she like three years ago she quit because she just couldn't handle him. She's like, he's just, you know, he's too physical for me. And, and listen, it's not for everybody. He, he, you know, he can get a little. She's, she's right. He, he's, yeah, he's he's twice her weight. And so sh- well. A, y- a year goes by, she comes back. I miss him. He's a sweet boy. <laughs> uh, you know, because they rotate through to different people in the house, and so it's like, oh, I'll work with this. And then, and then, uh, the thing about him that he's got going for me, he's, he's, your days are interesting. He's like a little, you know, there's a lot going on. He's, you got to keep an eye on him. He's running away. He's doing this. You can take him for a drive. You can. So um, he's not catatonic. You know, he's he's, he's really. So she really likes uh, horses. So this was the lady who had been taking horses. Well, she's back. So now, this week, she took him on a, um, I don't know what to call this, but it's like a little horse buggy. 
It's got one, you know, it's got one wheel, uh, two, uh, two wheels, not four wheels, not a wagon. It's just got two wheels, and it's connected to a, to a, to a little horse, and it's him a and chariot? him and her. Is he on a chariot? Kind of like a chariot, but but they're sitting down. So oh, know, like a horse racing standing, thing. Maybe? I don't know. Horse racing. Yeah, like yeah. a horse buggy, I think it's called. Mm. And so, and they, I've got a video on my Instagram. You can check it out, Kirk Smith Comedy. He's coming around the corner, and you just see him, and you're like, is he? Directing this horse, and then it turns a little course. You get a better angle, and <laughs> hidden in his shadow is a, is a little woman sitting on the bench next to him. And you're like, "Oh, there's another person there. Is that a child? Oh no, that's a fully grown adult woman. He's she's just sitting next to you know beefy man here, and so beef supreme, and so and then uh, and then they're both wearing riding helmets because it's Sweden, so they're very safe. So they both have these riding helmets on, and. Uh, and he gets excited. He turns and kind of puts his arm around her and, like, gives her a little, like, affectionate headbutt. But they're both wearing his helmets. And then she can see her, like, trying to hold the horse and, like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and it was like, okay, now I realize why you quit. But uh, uh, welcome back. So she's happy. <laughs> so, so he's happy, rather. He was really happy. Yeah, they're both happy. Because it's, like, for her, I think. And, you know, it's, like, it breaks up the monotony. You can take him horseback riding. You can take him horse yeah. buggy riding. You can take him. He wants to get out of the house. So, and, yeah. and, and and you can see him it affecting him, making him happy, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. He's definitely happy. That's yeah. the best. And I think that's part of the thing, too, that's like it's rewarding for her to see him so excited. Well, good for her. What's her name? What's her first name? Am I allowed to say her name? Okay. Don't say her name. Uh, first, first name I can say. Helga. Uh, we'll say T. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Start with the T. I just want to yeah. say, you know, good for her. Good. Give her a shout out. Sweet lady. Yeah. Uh, what's her address? Um. <laughs> her social is 629-538. All right. Um. Yeah, I'm going out there in a few, uh, a few, uh, a little less than a month for his birthday. If you've got those, uh, those birthday wishes, we can start compiling. I, w- I might post his. His address again for those birthday cards that got we sent out last year. That was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. People sent brightly colored uh, birthday cards. He liked that. So, yeah, we put them up in his house. Um, well, you want to do a, this? This in the news really reflects directly to the way I think of JJ and my thoughts on this. And uh, Graham's got it. This Graham's going to read it. This is yahoo.com. Uh, it's uh, the title of it is why I don't like labeling my autistic child as a special blessing by Lee Mysol. My son was diagnosed with autism several months after we arrived in the United States. However, the whole process uh, began in the Dominican Republic where he was born and where I lived for more than 20 years. Finding a diagnosis was a long, tiring process. I immediately sought comfort from family members and close friends, but I didn't come out exactly as I would have expected. After listening to the whole story of the diagnosis, some of my relatives and friends remained silent for a while, then filled me with hugs and solace. But what surprised me the most was that many of them remarked how my son, being autistic, was a special blessing from God. Others asked if we had received a second expert opinion, praised the, um, praised the effectiveness of therapy from other cases they knew about, and overemphasized the need for all of us to educate ourselves more about ASD. 
I was born in a traditional Cuban family and raised in the Dominican Republic, so I know this behavior very well. The people in my close circle tend to try to alleviate the suffering of others, even if it's through comments or advice no one asked for. Since the people in my family are also very religious, God and his will is an important part of everything. Their comments were very harmful and came uh, and came when I myself was just coming to terms with my son's condition. From the moment I shared my son's diagnosis with family, all I've heard are things like God gives his hardest challenges to its better warriors or autistic children are little angels sent from God only to well-deserving parents and even many autistic people are gifted your son may be a genius I know these were all well-intended statements but they were also far from comforting there is an undeniable sense of loss that that's experienced when a parent discovers their child has autism which wasn't different for me. You wonder about the simplest milestones, like if he will be able to talk, tie his shoes, get educated, or even walk, or even make friends. I worried if he would ever be able to become independent enough to live by himself, have a romantic relationship, or go to college. At that point, I had no clear idea of anything regarding his future or mine as his mother. I was concerned about the potential bullying, stigma, and discrimination discrimination he may face throughout his life. I thought about if um, if I'd be able to economically afford services and treatments, even if his condition was related somehow to something I did wrong during pregnancy. I was also worried about him getting the help he needed since we were newly arrived immigrants waiting for the immigration documentation process to be completed. The doubts and uncertainty of those times were endless. With all that on my plate, and the comments from friends and family about my son's autism began uh, blessing, sh shut a necessary window for me to show my grief and to be able to talk about what I was going through. Saying that God wanted me to experience this was like saying that I should be grateful no matter what. It was like they were implying that instead of complaining and showing my sadness and doubt, I should be happy and submissive to God's will. It took me some time to let it all pass. I focused on my son, and information turned into, into a great weapon against uncertainty and sorrow. The research was a lifesaver, especially about a topic as complex as autism spectrum disorder. Eventually, things fell into place, and I started making the necessary arrangements for Pablo to receive various therapies. He also started school at an ASD classroom. Today, he is doing well academically, is learning to swim, and communicates in two languages. He is thriving as a nine-year-old. I still have fears and doubts about the future, but know, I, know that with, I know that with help, he will achieve countless goals. I look forward to accompanying him on this journey, and this, at the same time, I discovered that seeing an autistic child as a blessing is a, wi a wildly studied is a wildly studied Latinx cultural issue. According to research published by the International Society for Autism Research, Latinx families tend to use spirituality as a means for coping with a child's autism diagnosis. In fact, not only did 53% of the studied Latinx families report attending religious services a few times a year, but they also responded 
extended to a child with a dis disability as a gift from God, a blessing, a part of God's plan, a test from God, or a punishment from God in most cases. These beliefs ease families' pain of having a disabled child. But these cultural and religious traits uh, are not exempt from consequences. Another investigation found that certain Latinx customs prevent autistic children from getting opportune treatment. For example, because families tend to rely so much on one another, they often do not seek professional help on time. According to another study published by the National Center for Biotechnology Information called conceptualization of autism in the Latino community and its relationship with early diagnosis, Latino children are diagnosed with ASD 2.5 years later than white non-Latino children and are more often missed in diagnosis despite meeting ASD diagnostic criteria. It's also important to note that Caring for a child with autism can be incredibly costly. According to Autism Speaks, the cost of caring for Americans with autism had reached $2.68 billion in 2015 and would rise to $461 billion by 2025. By 2025. In the absence of more effective interventions and support across uh, the lifespan. The reasons for those disparities may may partly reflect cultural factors and cultural differences in Latinos' views of parenting and disability, according to the study from the National Center for Biotechnology Information. Personally, I refuse to feel blessed with my son's autism diagnosis. Don't get me wrong, my child is an immense blessing for me, eh, as any child is for any parent. Um, autism, on the other hand, is not. It is important to de-romanticize autism and other disabilities to make the real person and their struggles visible. Autistic children are not little angels. They are human beings in need of understanding, uh, integration, global free medical services, and opportunity at all levels. We are all called to guarantee that people with disabilities need to meet their personal goals and lead an independent, full, and dignified life. Um, how do you, you as a parent, Kirk, how do you feel about that? And you're also a religious man. Well, yeah, I was going to say, uh, and I'm probably, at least I'm very New York religious. People in the Midwest probably think I'm going to hell. But uh, for New York, my New York friends, I'm considered very religious. Um, yeah, I agree that, uh, you, you, you can't say that, uh, it's a special gift more that all, all children are gifts. So don't the differentiation and somehow implying that, that, uh, the autism itself is the blessing. I mean, in as much as any, any hardship, which will make you stronger and can, can purify your, your life as a person and make you more patient. Sure. Anything's a blessing. So then in that case, Having a flat tire is a blessing. Missing a bus, getting evicted, having a spinal meningitis, then everything's a blessing. Fine. But I think when somebody's received a diagnosis that their child is g potentially going to have something that uh, is going to contribute to making their life substantially, their life and your life substantially more difficult for the rest of your life, to mm -hmm. not expect them to grieve and to somehow expect them, when they voice the fact that they're disappointed or sad or to try to shut that down by saying, oh, no, it's a blessing, I think is 
is a disservice to to us and to even to religion because I don't think that's what I don't think that's the heart of uh, of most Christianity, which is mercy. So yeah, mm-hmm. I strongly agree with this lady mm-hmm. that uh, I think whenever you have a if you if, dear listeners, if you encounter a um, a person that's recently diagnosed, a family who has a recent diagnosis of one of their children. Uh, s- step very carefully around um, these topics of that's a blessing. Oh, you must be really strong because only strong people could do that. People said that to me, and it drove me bananas. I right. hated hearing that. I know I'm not extra strong, not intellectually or physically or, or uh, spiritually. I'm just a regular person. So, and that's it really st- stung. So I I feel like it's really inadvertently a very hurtful thing to say to somebody. Uh, all that mm-hmm. stuff, whether it's uh, only happens to strong people, God only challenges the people that He loves. Um, it's He's a special angel from heaven. Well, this angel just s- took a poop and shoved up my VCR, so it doesn't feel very angelic. So, like all yeah. that stuff is like <laughs> yeah. very disingenuous. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm making a joke, but I'm only half joking. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, yeah that, that actually happened. So it's like. Really, because your angel just did a poop, little poop smear on the wall, a little poo poo Picasso. So you want this angel to visit you in the night? Because it feels like mm-hmm. the angel of death. A little too dark. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what do you think? I'm sure you've had people tell you that over the years, and, and uh, I know you're not religious, but I'm sh- that that's not an exclusive religious thing where they go, it's a you know, it's a special gift or yeah, it's it it is. Well, I I think it's completely different for a parent. Um, yeah, that's true. But uh, I and I also grew up in the opposite of a Latinx community. I grew up in like around, you know, white people in Canada. So it, right. I don't. I didn't hear a lot of that. Um, okay. Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't think that's. A it's more, tough. It's. I it's. It's. it's, 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 it's a, I, le- oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Finish. I was just going to say, I don't think it's a Latinx thing. I think it's a religious thing. Go ahead, continue. Right, sure, sure, sure. That makes sense. Um, well, I think that it would make sense to me, and I'm sure I would, I would have to ask my parents, but I'm sure they've had people come up to them, and I was just a kid and didn't notice. And they were like, what a blessing, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, and, that, and, and I could see how it sort of takes away from this absolute hardship that you're going through. Oh, it doesn't feel like a blessing. I, I just, I don't remember anyone saying that. I remember people going, Ugh, sorry. <laughs> like, kind of like, I hope you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it minimizes the pain. I mean, this lady said it really well. It minimizes the pain of what she's going through and the loss that she feels. And it does, it makes it so that she doesn't feel, uh, okay to verbalize that she feels lost and she's sad. Yeah. She's, which, this, which are very valid feelings. The sort of waspy way to deal with it is um, don't say anything. Don't mention it. I don't think right. my grandma, I don't remember my, my mom's dad mentioning it once. Just pretend it's not there. If you don't have anything uh, good to say, don't say anything at all. And, um, which is also tough because then yeah. you feel like the kid's invisible. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, it's that's interesting. It's very interesting to me. I mean, I oh, it's funny because I always sort of 
say that Peter is, you know, um, a not. We don't really use the word blessing in my my family, but um, is a a positive thing for our family and community because he ties he makes us closer together like he has an email list that he sends to all my family and we talk about it and we laugh about it because he's funny and they check in on him and he's he, he, he you know he we had a, a wedding I was at a wedding two days ago in Canada and he couldn't come because of COVID restrictions on a cap on numbers of people that were allowed to attend. My parents and Peter didn't make the cut, but I, I, I put Peter on my phone on FaceTime and we handed him around and everyone was so excited to see him and he was so excited that he could be the center of attention for a little while. And it was just, it enhanced the sense of community. So I guess what I'm trying to say is there, there is a, net positive of uh, of there being people with disabilities for the village for the community um but for the individual it is not necessarily a, you could say a positive <laughs> and it does teach you a lot of things about life and makes you stronger for sure but it's tough and just acknowledging how tough it is, I think, helps. And I'm sure we're preaching to the choir. There's not a lot of people. But we do have people listening to this podcast that, yeah, that, but we're also that don't have autism in their life. Pain. But so if they, yeah. yeah, but we're acknowledging people's pain. If they, feel, if they feel that way, to never feel less than because mm-hmm. you don't feel like, oh, I, you know, if, if, if you just know that if you feel like, oh, I don't feel special, this doesn't feel like a blessing from God, and I love my mm-hmm. son or daughter, but... I don't necessarily like the parts that uh, require me to mm-hmm. only eat off plastic plates because he breaks everything. So you're not alone. That's normal. A lot of us feel that way. And that doesn't make you less than to feel that or, or it doesn't make you a bad parent or like, yeah, you're in good company. You're in the club that nobody wanted to belong to, but we're all here. <laughs> yeah. Well, do we do another podcast? Do we do it? We did it, guys. Uh, as always, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple, Podbeam, wherever you listen to this. It takes a second, and it moves our little algorithm. And a quick little suggestion to a friend that you think might enjoy it is always appreciated. Yeah, some other parents or something like that. Um, I'm going to be at uh, Planet of the Tapes in Louisville, Kentucky on November 12th and 13th. Um And uh, I'm also going to be in Chattanooga on November 10th. So Chattanooga, November 10th. And then a couple days later, I'm going to be in Louisville, Kentucky at Planet of the Tapes. All tickets are available at grahamk.com. And then December 16th through 18th, I am going to be at the Comedy Castle um, in in a uh, just outside of Detroit, Michigan. Royal Oak. There it is. There's my brain. Good job, brain. Royal Oak, Michigan, um, December 16th, 17th, and 18th. And once again, all tickets are available at grahamk.com. Um, and I think that's all for now. Oh, I changed my Instagram handle once again to Mr. Graham K. So, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> if you haven't followed me on Instagram, search at Mr. Graham K. Um, I'm at Mr. Graham K on Twitter and Instagram. And 
So uh, yeah, I'm trying to make everything. I love it. I'm, tr I'm trying to make everything uniform. It was, you know, so. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, if, you, if you get this podcast out in time, I'm at. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I thought you guys said something else. No, I wasn't. Go ahead. I was just gonna say uh, this. The November thirteenth, I'll be at the Ha in uh, beautiful Los Angeles. I'll be a week in Los Angeles doing shows. There'll be six shows. Uh, the Ha Laugh Factory, a few other little places. Uh, hit me up. Come out and see old Kirk. See Kirky. I'm at Kirk Smith Comedy on all your uh, social media things. I'm gonna keep it the same until the guy who has Kirk Smith gives it up. But that could be a long time. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, have a great week, guys. You can do it.